Hello, hello, Jayhawks fans, and welcome, welcome to the very, very first episode of an amazing, amazing show called The Hawks Nest. Here at The Hawks Nest, what you can expect is exactly what you get in the name, exactly what you're seeing here, a whole lot of Kansas stuff. Now, obviously, it's not all going to be Kansas basketball. You see the jerseys. It's going to be more than that. You're going to get some KU football. We'll talk women's basketball. We'll talk baseball. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to just talk Jayhawk sports in general. Now, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes here. One, it's the first one. And two, I mean, we get to talk about men's basketball to start. There's been so much news and so much going on with men's basketball over the last couple of months that it's all but non-avoidable to talk about some KU hoops here to kick us off. So without further ado, let's get right into it. First up, let's talk about this past season. Obviously, it did not go the way that Jayhawk fans wanted. It ended in a loss, a very sad way for guys like Jalen Wilson to go out. Um, and th this it's just not the way you wanted it. Uh, especially coming off of the national championship uh, in 2021 to get beat in the second round is definitely not what you want to see. But it was such a great season overall. If you look past the way it ended, if you look at just kind of the overall production, this is one of KU's more impressive seasons considering how tough the Big 12 conference was in general. The Big 12 was a gauntlet in 2022, and the fact that KU was able to come out of that as a one seed and be a big, big contender in the Big 12 and winning the Big 12 is an amazing outcome. That That's, that's really a test to what Bill Self has built there as a program over the last 15-plus years. Okay, so let's kind of go back. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the season, you, you had your non-con games. Uh, the battle for Atlantis was really kind of the big uh, first test for KU where you got to see NC State. NC State was a very, very good team uh, this past season, and KU got to be tested early right there uh, around Thanksgiving, winning 80-74. to Then obviously you move on. They take on a... Very tough Wisconsin team. Plenty of three-point shooting, three and D type uh, system there. Uh, KU wins 69-68 in overtime. Then you get the first big loss of the season for KU where Tennessee, who was a top-10 team in the country all year long, comes out and smokes KU 64-50. Uh, they're in the Battle for Atlantis Tournament Championship. And that was where you saw KU take their first punch in the mouth. Uh, then they get a few more non-con games uh, where Texas Southern, obviously KU dominated in that one. Seton Hall was a surprising one. They got to host Seton Hall in the Big 12 Big East battle, 91-65 victory there. And that was a, a very solid way to start uh, kind of winding down their non-con schedule. Then you get into the uh, the border battle with Mizzou, the renewed rivalry. Uh, this time in Columbia, last time it was in KU. 
Uh, result is the same. KU 95 to 67 blowout win over uh, Mizzou there down in Columbia. Then you got the first heavyweight battle here for KU uh, after the Tennessee game, hosting the Indiana Hoosiers. This was a top 15 matchup here. You got to see a KU team trying to kind of rebound after the Tennessee loss a few weeks prior, about a month prior. Then they get to host a very tough Indiana team, and KU comes out and dominates 84-62. And that's really kind of how you wrapped up the non-con schedule. And then we get into the Big 12 battle, and, I mean, it's a gauntlet right from the get-go. 2.1 against Oklahoma State to open it up. 3-point win against Texas Tech on the road. 14-point win on the road against West Virginia. That was a very good showing there for KU. Uh, then at home, they host the Oklahoma Sooners. 79-75 win there. Then they go to host Iowa State. 62-60 to win. And then we get our first Big 12 conference loss here where we they go on the road to a very, very tough K-State environment. Jerome Tang had that team ready to go. Kansas State came out, punched KU in the mouth. They were up big early. KU managed to come back. 83-82 final there in overtime out in Manhattan. And that was easily the biggest game of the year for KU so far. Then you keep going. That was the start of a three-game skid there for the Jayhawks, where they lose in Manhattan. Then they go back home to Lawrence. They get punched in the mouth by TCU, 83-60. to And then they go on the road to Waco, and they lose 75-69. That was one of the roughest three-game stretches in KU men's basketball history in a while. We hadn't seen them lose three in a row like that and get destroyed in every way in three games in a row. Then they go to Rupp Arena. Huge battle with Kentucky, and they come away with the win there. And then KU goes on a big run in the Big 12, uh, beating K-State along the way before getting destroyed by Texas in the final game of the regular season. But by then, KU locked up the Big 12 title after going through the gauntlet. Somehow, some way, Bill Self does it yet again. Then we get into the Big 12 tournament. Two good performances against West Virginia and Iowa State. And then they get smoked again by Texas uh, in the Big 12 title. Uh, to be expected, Texas was a very good team last year, and they're going to be good again. Then we get into the big tournament. KU, number one seed. Nice showing against Howard, the 16 seed. 96-68 to victory there. Was very much expected. One versus 16 matchup. KU came out and performed well. Then they run into the buzzsaw of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and that was where we see the KU season end. 72-71 to 71 there, and that was heartbreak, especially because, like I said earlier, coming off the national championship, you want to see them keep going, but that's just the name of the game. It's a tough tournament. Arkansas is a very good team, and <clears throat> what else can he ask for? Big 12 champions, 
28 and 8 to close out the year after going through a three game losing streak, winning the conference, getting a one seed. You got almost everything you wanted except for a repeat, which it's really, really difficult to repeat in the NCAA tournament nowadays. Okay. So season recaps over with, but everybody knows that. Bill Self, he missed most of the Big 12 tournament and he missed all the national tournament. Uh, he had the heart issue where he had to stay home and rest, and he was all good, though. Everything was good. That was almost better that he was able to stay home and rest up. That that all but preserves Bill Self for the long term. I mean, the guy signed to a lifetime deal at KU. So, I mean, you, you wanted him to get healthy. Um, the, the coaching staff behind Bill Self did a great, great job. Um, they just needed the Bill Self touch to it. I, I don't know how to explain that, but Bill Self is just that guy. It's why he is the head coach. It's why he runs the program. And it just, it, it felt wrong without Bill there. But again, the head, the coaching staff behind Bill Self uh, did a very, very phenomenal job leading this team. So, season recap, Bill Self's good to go for 2023. Bill Self's going to be great. Let's talk about the elephant in the room here. Season ends. KU has lost Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCuller and Grady Dick. Grady Dick going to the NBA, rightfully so, one of the best 3 and D freshmen in the country. Everybody was kind of expecting him to be a one and done. Kevin McCuller, he still technically has one year of eligibility left. He is also going to test the NBA waters. And then Jalen Wilson, obviously, he is done, and he's going to finally get to go into the NBA draft and be fully prepared. I mean, Jalen Wilson was a player of the year nominee and Big 12 player of the year, rightfully so. Jalen Wilson proved it, and there, there's really not much more you can ask out of him uh, besides player of the year. I mean, what what else what else can you get there uh, when you go out and dominate in the Big 12 like he did? So, that being said, KU has lost quite a bit to the transfer portal since the season ended. But let's just kind of go down the list here. Zach Clements, Kyle Cuff, Zuby Ejiofor, Cam Martin, Bobby Pettiford, MJ Rice, Ernest Uday, Joseph Yesifu. Uh, If you know anything about KU basketball from the 2022 season, uh, Zach Clements, significant playing time. Zuby Ejiofor got some good playing time. Uh, when we had some injuries, Cam Martin, he did not play as much and he transferred out. He was, he just could not get healthy uh, and he transferred out. Bobby Pettiford, he role player, had a game winning shot against Wisconsin, the little up and under layup at the buzzer. I mean, what else can you ask for out of Bobby Pettiford? MJ Rice, the freshman that had a lot of potential around him. Just did not get the playing time there at the beginning of the year. Had some conditioning issues. Had to get caught back up. And 
uh, he, he's going to get a better chance elsewhere. I, I, I really think MJ Rice is one of the better freshmen in the country, or now he's going to be in his sophomore year. I think he's going to be great. Then we go into Joseph Yesifu. Again, backup point guard, got some starting time. He transfers out. Again, th these are some significant players here for KU that you're losing, but at the same time, um, these guys are going to go get some big opportunities, and uh, we're going to talk about it later on here. There's a pretty big reason why these guys are leaving. Uh, so hold on. Hold your horses. Uh, don't get too upset yet. Then, obviously, the biggest offseason transfer portal guy leaving that hurts quite a bit. Recently announced, Ernest Uday is transferring out of KU. Uh, Ernest had a chance to be a very significant player. I thought he was going to stick around for a four-year four-year period and I you know I thought Ernest was going to have a break a very big role uh maybe even be the starting big man in some ways or even even the first guy off the bench again to really have a significant role in this Bill Self offense uh but nonetheless Ernest is transferring out he has decided that he wants to take his talents elsewhere much like these other guys who I, I are are going to be key pieces on uh the some of these teams that they're going to and it's it's a shame to see them go but at the same time all the power to them you know best wishes they they played their hearts out there everything the bill self wanted uh for this team but at the same time this leaves a big hole for KU you got to figure out who you want Who's going to come in and fill in the role of Ernest Uday? Who's going to come in and fill the role of Joseph Yesifu? These are big, big questions that KU is going to have to answer. And as I said, here in a little bit, we'll talk about who they think is going to fill in this role. This is definitely a huge loss, but KU is going to rebound and, uh, I would say some of these guys that we're going to talk about have made this roster that much better. So after a short break, we'll be right back. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some of these big name guys. And we're going to kind of talk about this KU roster, where it's getting built up to, what to expect from these guys. And I mean, I'm excited, folks. If you're not, I would start to research who we got here, and you're going to be very, very excited for KU basketball in the near future. So, again, when we get back from this quick break, more KU hoops on the way. What up, KC? On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows, all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now, we have 30-second ad spots, 60-second ad spots. We have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. 
Contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. Hey, hey, folks, welcome back into the Hawks Nest. I am your host, Nolan Brooks. So again, we're talking KU basketball here today on episode one of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Let's just not waste any more time. You know, I, I hinted at everything that I, I said that the Jayhawks have done this offseason as far as who they brought in. We've had eight guys transfer out. So there's there's plenty to unpack here. However, eight guys that left, solid players, but at the same time, KU has brought in three transfer portal players and four freshmen as well as returning starters, K.J. Adams and Dewan Harris. So that makes nine scholarship players on this current roster. That leaves three vacancies. Who it'll be? Who knows? Bill Self's got some pull out there in the transfer portal world, and we might get some of these freshmen that are reclassifying so that they can get into college ball a year earlier. Uh there's plenty around. Do not fret. We will get those other three spots filled. But let's 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 get into the big names here. First up, let's talk about Arterio Morris, sophomore guard transferring in out of Texas. Played a very minimal role with the Longhorns, but now he's coming to KU and he's an experienced guard. And it would not surprise me if Arterio gets plugged in immediately into the starting lineup. I mean, this guy can shoot from three. He can drill the ball. He has good uh, driving to the basket skills. He does everything that you need out of a guard, despite not having that much experience. He's not at, at the Dewan Harris level amount of experience, but he's going to be solid. I think Bill Self got a solid pickup here. Arterio is going to make this team that much better in so many ways by providing another shooter, another scorer, another guy that can dish the rock and get it out to our main guys. Arterio is going to fit in well. Then we go into Nick Timberlake out of Towson, an elite three-point shooter. I mean, he's he's probably one of the best three-point shooters on the transfer portal, and KU lands him. Uh, and if you go look at some of his highlights, the Duke can throw down. He can dunk the ball better than most people that I've seen. But that's not even the main thing that he does. It's the three-point shooting. And uh, if you haven't watched KU basketball recently, you will notice KU lives and dies by the three-point ball uh, quite a bit. If they can't get to the rim, they're living and dying out on the three-point line. Nick Timberlake fits that role perfectly. The dude shot 42% from three last year, folks. I mean, what more can he ask? That's that's a spot-up shooter uh, that Dewan Harris can drive to the hoop and dump the ball out to, and he'll drop it. I mean, that's everything that you want in a guy like Nick Timberlake. He can handle the ball as well. He's got good passing skills. He's just one of those guys who takes your offense from this level and he elevates it just that much more. And when you get a Bill Self offense that has plenty of ball movement and guys that can sit out on the three-point line but not necessarily be the main scorer, 
That's all you can really ask for. Nick Timberlake and Arteria Moore so far are going to be some of the best transfer portal pickups um, that KU can find. Now, the big one. And who 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 else who else could possibly make KU better other than the number one player in the transfer portal? And he goes by the name Hunter Dickinson. The Michigan big man picked KU. It I, I mean that that is a match made in heaven. KU loses uh, a few of their big men. And then Ernest Uday has transferred out now. Now that obviously doesn't help on the on the back end of the roster, but Hunter Dickinson is going to be an absolute superstar for the Jayhawks. He's going to step into that starting role, and he he's a five tool big man, and you hardly ever get that. And Dickinson can shoot the three. I don't remember the last time KU had a big man that's seven foot tall that could shoot the three. It might have been Joel Embiid if Joel Embiid stayed around, but, I mean, Joel Embiid, look what he's doing. He's in the NBA doing his thing now. I mean, he just won MVP. So, I mean, I challenge anybody to tell me the last big man that could shoot the three for KU that's seven foot at his height. Obviously, they had guys like the Morris brothers. Uh, we had Perry Ellis. We had the big men. We had Jalen Wilson last year, the last couple of years, obviously. But I'm talking the picture-perfect, the cookie-cutter big man uh, for college basketball. So, obviously, <clears throat> the big thing here, Dickinson brings the three-point shooting. He brings the offensive ability. He has a deadly – Deadly hook shot over the right shoulder that is almost unguardable. And that's kind of what puts Dickinson at a, a whole new level here is he, he's he's one of the best guys in the portal for a reason. He brings the rebounding ability. I mean, he, he was averaging a double-double last year, folks. I mean, what, what else what else could KU possibly want out of a big man other than a guy who scored 32 points against Maryland. He led Michigan with 14 double-doubles, shot 56% from the field last year, 60 block shots and 161 attempts from the free throw line, and he averaged 18.5 points per game and nine rebounds per game last year. That's picture perfect, man. And I mean, KU's getting a guy who is is – Already, he made Michigan great. And KU is already <laughs> at their own level. And, you know, they play in the Big 12, a, a gauntlet. They're already good. They've proven that. that. That's They don't need to prove that. And now you add a Hunter Dickinson? I mean, Hunter Dickinson is, oh, man. I hate sounding like a broken record here, but he elevates his team. He, he's He's going to be this one-year guy that KU fans are going to fall in love with. He, he's going to be a superstar. Uh, so get used to him now because he's going to be going quick. But he's going to come in here and he's going to make a major, major impact on this team in one year. And that's all you can really ask out of him. Uh, I mean, 
go watch his recruitment video, him talking with Bill Self. Hey, I'm letting you know I'm coming here. Picture perfect. Chef's kiss. Perfect way to get KU fans fully excited for the men's basketball season. And the the more you kind of look at what Dickinson brings in, <clears throat> I mean, this guy scored 1,600 points at Michigan, 17 points per game average, 787 all-time rebounds, averaging eight and a half boards per game in his career, 31 double-doubles, 150 all-time block shots, one freshman of the year, two-time academic All-Big Ten selection. This guy is everything that Bill Self wants in a superstar. And when you lose a guy like Jalen Wilson, you, you got to find a way to replace. And who better than the number one transfer portal guy, right? I mean, you can't ask for much more. This guy is perfect. Shoots 42% from three last year and he can advance his game, and I think that's exactly why Bill Self wanted to land him so badly. He wants to get him to the NBA level. That's the ultimate goal, right? He's already right there. He's right on the cusp. I think Bill Self and this coaching staff are going to get him to that next level. That's why Jalen Wilson came back, to get to that next level, and then you see Jalen Wilson win Big 12 Player of the Year. Why not Hunter Dickinson now? Come to the Big 12 playing the toughest conference in men's basketball, elevate your game. Your game's already right there where it needs to be. Now take it to that next level to get you onto more draft boards. That's all you can really ask. So, I mean, if Hunter Dickinson doesn't get you excited enough, throw on the Arterio Morris transfer, throw on the Nick Timberlake. There's three guys along with KJ and Dewan Harris there's a starting five right there. Dewan Harris, Arterio Morris. Then you could throw Nick Timberlake in at the small forward, KJ at the four, Hunter Dickinson at the five. That's, oh man, get excited, KU fans. This is going to be one of the most high-powered offenses in recent memory. And that, <laughs> guys like Andrew Wiggins on our team, Joel Embiid, Jalen Wilson, you doke as a bouquet, Christian Brown. I mean, you 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 pick the litter. Ochai Abaji, you pick the litter of you pick them. This team right here has the chance to be one of the most dominant KU teams in recent memory. Get excited, folks. So Hunter Dickinson, we know is is he's gonna be great. But who else does KU bring in? Other than some of the best freshmen uh, that we've had in a bit, we bring in guys like Marcus Adams. Marcus Adams just dropped like 40 points the other day in the ball's life uh, all-star game or whatever it was. Marcus Adams is going to have an immediate impact, and he's going to get significant playing time off the bench. He's going to be a big player. El Marco Jackson, same thing. Chris Johnson, Jamari McDowell. Three guys right there, El Marco, Chris, and Jamari, who might not be at the Hunter Dickinson level, and there's some guards that might not be at the Dewan Harris or the Nick Timberlake level, but you develop them. You get them to that point. And this level of talent coming up in this freshman class, unfortunately, 
is why we see guys like Joseph Yesifu leaving, Ernest Uday leaving, MJ Rice leaving, Bobby, Bobby Pettiford, Zuby Ejiofor, Kyle Cuff, Zach Clements. That's why all eight of those guys are gone to go get the playing time they want because KU is bringing in this much talent here. If you if you really want to break it down, some of the best recruiting classes of all time for KU, the last time I think there was this much excitement around a freshman class coming in alongside a transfer portal class like this was maybe when Wiggins came to KU. Maybe the Devon Dotson team that had their season cut off by COVID. Other than that, I mean, th this is one of the most hyped up transfer portal and freshman classes KU's really ever had. You go out and you get the number one, <laughs> the number one transfer portal guy. You go get Nick Timberlake, one of the best three-point shooting guys out in the portal, and Arterio Morris, who played for a really good Texas team who just did not get the minutes because Texas was good is now on a roster for KU that is wide open. And then you add in the experience of K.J. Adams, who will thrive, not having to be the main big man. Dewan Harris, who's one of the best assist-to-turnover ratio guards in the country. Four-leader right there. And then you throw in fresh the freshman Marcus Adams, El Marco John Jackson, Chris Johnson, Jamara McDowell. This team is set up to be great. Now, the Big 12 is not going to be easy. These guys are not used to the Big 12. You got two your two returners that are used to it, but that's about it. If you're if you're going to have a successful team, I think the big thing here, you need to get Hunter Dickinson and Nick Timberlake and KJ and Dewan to really buy into the fact that you want to set a foundation for Marcus, El Marco, Chris, and Jamari. You want to be you want to be those leaders for them, and I think that's what the main message needs to be for the 2022 or the 2023-2024 season. Excuse me. With three more scholarships available, I mean, who knows who Bill Self is going to bring in? There's plenty of talent left out there. Uh, KU just missed out on Mbako, who went to Indiana, and he's going to be great. One of the best forwards in the freshman class right now. He's going to be great at Indiana. So there's a couple more options that KU could go after, but overall – these nine guys that you got to lead this team are going to be high level. Hunter Dickinson, tippy top of the of the charts here. Arterio Morris, he just needs that chance, and KU's going to give it to him. Nick Timberlake already proved himself at Towson. Now he's going to get to thrive in a KU system. And then our returning veterans with the freshman class. Folks. If you're not excited for this KU season, for KU men's basketball, you got to do some more research. You got you got to look into this. This is going to be one of the best rosters in recent memory. 
I'm not saying they'll win the whole thing. They might. This team is going to be good. Keep an eye on them. Let's see how they gel. Let's see how Hunter Dickinson molds with Arterio and KJ and Dewan and Nick Timberlake. Let's see how the veterans mold first. I think that needs to be the big thing that we keep an eye on. See how the veterans mold, and then let's see how they integrate the freshmen into the system. If if I was you, I wouldn't be worried. Bill Self knows what he's doing. He's won a couple national titles, and he's won just a handful of Big 12 titles. He knows what he's doing. This team is going to be fun. This show is going to be fun. We're going to talk KU football in the future, women's basketball, baseball. The Hawks Nest is going to be a fun show. I hope you guys continue to tune in. Thanks for tuning in to episode one. Make sure to go check out KC Sports Company on social. Like this video on YouTube. Subscribe. Do all that fun extra stuff. And make sure you tune in for episode two of the Hawks Nest. I'm Nolan Brooks, and thanks for tuning in.